0: this week on out now with Aaron and Abe we're talking the lovebirds. tweet 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 lid tweet, tweet, tweet Snyder cut <laughs> wait a minute I forgot my introduction we are now recording and this is out now with Aaron and Abe I am Aaron as always this is hey hello hi. Out now is a film podcast, which is Abe and I discussing new movies and more weekly. We dig into movies via a mostly spoiler review, free review, the occasional commentary, and
1: some other fun movie topic. This
0: is episode 407. 407,
1: 407 baby. That's a area code for I want to guess Chicago. <laughs> What do you think?
0: (laughs) Like we're in an age where you can easily look up these things (laughs) right now. It's Orlando,
1: Florida. It is Orlando.
0: Totally wrong. (laughs) The Chicago of the South. No one says. Yes, no, I don't know about that. (laughs) Nope, not at all. Probably be like Dallas or something like that. Um.
1: That's that's the name. That's the next game we should start doing. What What do you think this area could? What do you think this area could?
0: The ultimate, get, the ultimate yeah. movie game. What area code is this? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing this week? This week we're talking The Lovebirds, the Ooh. Michael Showalter-directed comedy starring Issa Rae and Kameo Nanjani, which was going to go to theaters, uh, but instead has debuted onto Netflix. Why? Well, they keeping things relevant and timestamping this podcast, because, of course, there's a virus pandemic that's broken out that's caused a lot of things to be different. Right. Um, okay, so now that that's out of the way, let's get to some show notes. First up, we recorded a Cowboy Bebop bonus episode last week. Uh, Abe, you were there, so was mm. Michael and Michael Lee and Mark Paces. That was a really fun show. We were happy to put that together.
1: Yeah, it was a good show, and almost as if we couldn't fit everything all into one hour or an hour and a half-ish. Yeah, so that's up now, and we, you know, it'd be great to hear
0: some feedback on something like that because, yes, as Mark, as Abe has alluded to, we've all had a lot to say, but certainly could say a lot more. So if you liked that episode and there has been a lot of positive response to it, I think we could, you know, manage a way of doing more with Cowboy Bebop in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, give us us some shout-outs and some ideas if you have uh, thoughts on that. Uh, But we'll certainly be uh, keeping that in the back of our minds as far as things go for the future. Um, Mm -hmm. What else? Uh, New commentary track is almost the end of May, so you could have heard our Mummy commentary track already. Uh, which is currently available, and this coming month for June, we are going to be talking Dick Tracy in honor of its twentieth or thirtieth anniversary. Um, so yeah, uh, that's uh, um, that's what we're going to talk next. So you know, get the get ready because uh, we're
1: going to get our little uh, wristwatch ham radios as well. Exactly. Oh my god, I'd kill for one of those. Um, Do you remember that from like a McDonald's? Wasn't that like a McDonald's toy? Oh, it was like a, a Happy Meal toy. It was, yeah, like the version that
0: they had of it. Yes, it was their only. Because yeah. I mean. We'll talk about it in the commentary, but Dick Tracy was a lot of money they put into making that a thing back in 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of how much it actually took in in exchange. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dick Tracy. That's the next commentary track. All of that stuff will be found on iTunes. And speaking of which, you can rate and review our show at iTunes. You can search for Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Give us a rating and review. That'd be much appreciated. Help bump us up in the old iTunes charts.
1: Please give us all the five stars.
0: So uh, let's see. What else? I think that's it for show notes. Let's uh let's move on to... um. Well, let me lay out what we're going to do this episode. We, so we are mm-hmm. talking about The Lovebirds, of course. That, that is the main review we're talking. The movie's on Netflix now. Um, And then in the second half of this episode, Alan Aguilera is going to join us, and we're going to be talking about the news regarding the announcement regarding Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, aka the Snyder Cut that's been begged for by legions of fans for mm-hmm. the past few years. So yeah, we're going to get into all of that later on. But we are going to first review The Lovebirds. But even before that, we're going to get to our favorite news segment, What We Would Have Talked About, which is where we go over the movie that would have came out this week where things not shifted and delayed because of the things that are happening right now in the world. And this week would have been a huge week because F9, The Fast Saga, was originally scheduled to come out for Memorial Day weekend. This is, of course, the ninth, the ninth entry in the Fast and the Furious franchise. This is the one that was going to introduce John Cena as the brother of... Of Dominic Toretto. I mean, it makes complete sense. <laughs> complete sense. Right? Of, of course it does. <laughs> they have the same necklace.
1: That's that that that's why that's so why John brothers. Cena and Vin Diesel make sense as brothers. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been excited to see where this one goes, especially with the build up for Justice for Han, but also from the trailers and everyone noticing that Vin Diesel stops a moving car. It just becomes one of those superhero esque type things. Uh, I would have, I would have loved to have seen where it would have gone.
0: Yeah, I was certainly very excited. I, I am a big Fast and Furious fan, and while I don't have anything against like The Rock specifically, I was looking forward to seeing a Fast movie that like doesn't have him anymore, since he has his Hobbs and Shaw thing now, based off both. Why not? And because Vin Diesel and The Rock hate each other. Um, so the idea of getting back to that, what, like... That is not hyperbole. They <laughs> the
1: honestly really hate each other.
0: So, So getting back to the idea of the Fast movies being very much about what the Fast movies want to be, which is this whole family thing, without, like one major star kind of sucking up some of the oxygen. It's like, okay, let's see what that's like again. And it seemed like they wanted to double down on it by introducing a, a estranged brother in the form of John Cena. Mm-hmm. So, and and plus you had um not only Han returning, but Justin director Justin Lin returning, which uh yes, I'm all about that. So,
1: even, even more excitement,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we got now we have to wait till next April, which was going to be when Fast 10 was going to arrive, which is now going to be pushed back, you know, beyond <laughs> that. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'd be still excited to see it. Obviously, he's got to wait a year, but you know what? For family.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? A, that's a great way to end it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's what we would
0: have talked about, but now we're gonna talk about what we are gonna talk about, which is the lovebirds.
2: <gasps> he's fucking dead. We, we know he's dead, but we didn't kill him. He like tripped for a murder or whatever. We didn't murder anybody. One, two, three, go. No. What? Okay, the guy's name is Gibran. Run, Leilani! And the girl's name's actually Leilani. Shit. She's running too now. Kind of so like she's wearing heels that look actually amazing. We have to go to the police because we have nothing to hide. So why did you run from the scene of the crime? Good question, officer. That's me covering up my body cam so I
0: can beat your ass. That should have been some of the trailer for The Lovebirds. Leilani and Gibran, Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani, are a couple living in New Orleans who have just broken up. However... During a fight in a car ride, they hit a panicked bike rider who continues riding away, only for a man claiming to be a cop to hijack Gibran's car, with the couple still inside. The man then runs over the biker, multiple times, and leaves the scene, which leaves Leilani and Gibran looking like the murderers, forcing them to go on the run, and somehow find the truth. Comedic hijinks ensue. This film reunites Nanjiani with Big Sick
1: director Michael Showalter, but for a murder mystery, Abe, did this film do the trick? (laughs) for a murder mystery, not really, because I don't think that it's really a murder mystery. I think the trailer makes you think, oh, well, we've got to solve this crime. It's actually kind of just more of like two people bumbling around the city of New Orleans, maybe just even a backlot. Kind of just just having some fun with each other. I think that this movie is okay. Um, I don't know if it really makes um, a deep impact in terms of like a a top ten or like one of the best comedies of the year. Um, It certainly is an enjoyable movie just because I really like Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae separately, but then together, when they're in the scene together, like when it's just them, it actually comes off very, very well because they actually have some really funny lines and some of it's probably very much scripted, some of it being um, kind of just more off the cuff. But I think the other part of it is that they're trying to work in this murder mystery thread and they also try and work in some additional layers of, I, I guess, the Illuminati to some degree, but... As you delve deeper into it, it, it doesn't really go super deep, and they're not trying to. I think they're trying to just make a comedy about these people that are kind of at the end of their relationship that still have to go through something um, as the final end. Ultimately, it, it's it's okay. It, it's fine. I think that there's a lot of good humor, again, between the two, and maybe even some elements of these minor side characters, kind of just more at a dinner party than anything else. But beyond that, you don't really have much of, honestly, like a, a full-fledged plot here. Uh, I think it's kind of like half-baked to some degree. But with all that being said, it's a Netflix movie. It, it would have come out in theaters. If we were going to review it in theaters anyway. Um, it was going to come out like what, Aaron? Like, Beginning of, end eight, of like end second, of,
0: second week of April, I believe. Yeah, it was
1: right like the end right. of March, like early April kind of thing. So it probably was – they probably knew the time slot in which they wanted to to release it anyway. As a Netflix movie – it does work as a Netflix movie, something that you don't really have to run out and go see. It just is there. Um, But the other thing about it is that people were describing it as, is like a a comedic, a comedic Quinn and Slim. And yes, I can see some of the parallels, but also quite honestly, it's much shorter than Quinn and Slim. So maybe it's, it even works better to some degree. Uh, But all jokes aside, like it's, it's fine. Like it's not a lot of hits, a few misses, but I, I like the comedy duo of Issa Rae and Kumail together. I did not like this movie. I don't deny that the
0: you know comic energy of both reformers works well because that's why you put them together. Because like, hey, we can make a movie out of this. Like, sure, that that aspect works. I um, it was really hit or miss for mm-hmm. a lot of it, and a lot of it comes down to like the the plotting that they went for. But most of it comes down to kind of the atmosphere they tried to set up for this movie, where I don't need it to be grounded in reality because whatever, but. It doesn't seem to know like how far to take its comic universe, if that makes sense. Like it, it's never like a full cartoon, but it seems like it wants to go there in some instances. It doesn't know if it wants to be like ride, ride ride with like dark humor if it can, or if it wants to just be complete slapstick. And it just makes a lot of weird, boneheaded moves as far as how to set up jokes and pay them off in a lot of instances. Like the best way <laughs> I can think of is when they're they're captured at one point and they're threatened with some kind of injury. Right. And the, the first one that's offered to them seems far worse than the second one that occurs. And yet the second one that occurs is like, you should choose that first one. I was like, really? Like that's worse than, you know, being (laughs) like deformed by this. Right. Yeah. And it, it, there's there and that kind of represented a lot of what I thought it's like, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of just jokes like that where I get what the premise and setup is, but it feels like the payoff was like in their minds when they're writing it or filming, it seemed interesting, but like watching it is like, all right, I guess we're in the next scene now. Like there's a lot of just, it's not quite episodic, but there's certainly a lot of like set pieces of let's put these guys in this room and see what happens. And a lot of those areas just don't do anything for me. And I think, you know, I, I, Again, get like the actors are fine and Michael Showalter. I mean, he and the just did the big sick together. I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying this movie needed to be as good as the big sick, but, and I just, I actually just, I didn't even think about it, but I just rewatched the big sick not too long ago. Oh, cause I just wanted to laugh. It's a funny movie. Um, and just do everything else going <laughs> on, is. but it's also a well-directed movie. And right. I didn't see that here, which is weird because like, I think of something like Paul Feig going from bridesmaids, he, bridesmaids and, what was after Spy? What was Spy? Before, well, oh. What was before Spy? I'm trying to think. What's the movie in between?
1: Uh, some terrible movie with Wilson McCarthy in it. Well, not with Paul, not Paul Feig though.
0: I mean, no, what not, what I'm thinking though is like Spy is a well directed movie in addition to being like a good right. comedy. Like it, it it works. Like I, you know, he's do- getting into he's, he's action. Got the ter- heat. He's getting into action. Oh yeah, I didn't like that movie, but yeah. <laughs> That's in between bridesmaids and Spy. Yeah, but like he's. Getting into that territory, you know, going from, like, broad comedy to buddy comedy to, like, a spy action movie, it still, like, works as far as how it's directed. This one just doesn't – it's not – it's just really flat. There's not – and, like, they actually – I looked at it up. I mean, they did shoot in New Orleans. Like, they're actually in the city. Interesting. But, like, <laughs> I mean, you, you're you not wrong for confusing it with a set in backlots because it doesn't look like New Orleans. Like, there's nothing well, about they, it. Well, they don't – yeah, they don't take the time to show you anything. Yeah, which is a bummer because – it's nice to see locations in cities like when it comes to, especially like in comedies where characters are required to kind of run around the town and whatnot. It's like, this is a good excuse to show off the city. Right. And like mm-hmm. make good use of where you're shooting and what have you. And there's just, there's nothing here as far as a comedy, as, as far as like anything interesting about how it's being made or the story being told, what it comes down to is let's put Issa Rae and on Johnny into rooms where they can bicker a lot. And that's mm-hmm. occasionally quite funny. But I mean, at 87 minutes, I'm like, okay, like, and then it, like, the plot, like, it just makes everything kind of redundant by the time you get to the end of this thing, as far as where it goes and how things resolve. It's like, okay. Yeah. But it's... it also
1: just wraps up too neatly. Very, very neatly. <laughs> and, yeah. And and it, it almost, like, again, this is why I said that it's very shallow um in its story and its plot. Because I, I pretty much agree with you. It's just I probably had a little more fun with the two characters. Uh, everybody else in this movie, again, besides like the dinner party scene where they're talking about stuff like he steals Cat Williams's jokes. That was actually kind of funny. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, there's a part where he's like doing the code breaking and they're having some fun with um, with why they're they're dressed the way that they are dressed. And they're they're just lamenting over like a locked phone. Like that stuff is like kind of funny, but everything else, like all these other characters, whatever, like there's a there's an entire scene with uh, a group of frat guys. And I just thought that, that was Way too long. Yeah. So that, that was like a little bit also just it doesn't lead to anything because they they do get something out of it. But at the same time, that's discarded at the dinner party later. So and it, 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 it yeah. it's also surprising that like and not to
0: like put down the actors involved in the movie, but this seems like a movie where a lot of people could show up like, people that you recognize that are, like, big, like not huge companies, oh, sure. but, like, but, like, big like stand-ups, people like people that you just see is like, oh, it's that guy. Like, there's not yeah. a lot of that in this movie, which was, like, surprising. Like, the biggest, yeah, Queen and Slim comes up because, yeah, people of color get involved in a crime thing, but Date Night is another obvious example of this. It's with Tina uh, mm-hmm. Fey and Steve Carell from, I think, 10 years ago now. Movie... Was it 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, it's an older movie. Um, <laughs> But that was a movie I did not like, uh, but it did have, like, Mark Wahlberg shows Mark up, and shows James up Franco Shirmish, and Mila yeah. Kunis show up at one point. Like, there's a lot of like people in that movie. Now, right. obviously, Jimmy that, Simpson's in that movie. Jimmy Simpson's in that movie. Yeah, of course. They, if, you, if you want to compare huge stars, it's Mark Wahlberg and Jimmy Simpson. But I mean, yeah. the this, the, 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 <laughs> the um the budgets on these you. movies, yes, like they're different, obviously. And you have like big stars and that that at that time you have Steve Carell and Tina Fey, so they're huge comedy stars in 2010. So like, yeah, I, that makes sense to me. Uh, but still, it feels like. Is pretty like, even big, even the big sick had a bunch of people that you were like Bo Burnham and A.D. Brown, like they're showing up and it's like sure. yeah. this movie feels like it could it could have used some more like quirk in that sense right just, like yeah I'm not sure up.
1: like why that that's a great observation I'm not really sure why they might have gone a different route maybe it's just because they wanted to to show off the star power of Issa Rae and also Kumail um and that's probably the only reason right because yeah otherwise they have tons of comedy connection friends you know what yeah. I mean yeah. like Pete so Holmes or even his wife. Emily could have made cameo appearances but like Michael Walter knows everybody from the like, he does. You know, like Yeah. yeah. He's, so he's made great movies one of them which I really liked that I forgot to name during our whole entire like ironic movie things which was um, they came together. Oh that movie yeah. rules yeah that movie is freaking excellent um, in any case, I, I think overall what we're both getting at is because there's little plot and also because they they honestly do bicker the entire time, it's not a whole lot of anything like you like I, you do end up liking them enough because you know who they are as real people. You know what I mean? It like, helps, yeah, I but... know Kumail as like a comedian and I know Issa as like a great writer and a comedic uh, person as well on HBO. But other than that, like, I don't really care about this documentary that Kumail is making in the movie. And I don't know what Issa does. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you also introduce all these characters that you don't really care about. You brought up the whole entire I don't even know how to describe it like a uh, hostage scene and mm. there's just nothing there. The payoff is not that great. I don't even know why that scene is in the movie because you never really talk to those characters ever again anyway. It 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 just it doesn't all it doesn't work
0: well. <laughs> I just I feel like I, I, I feel you. like it coming to Netflix was a was a a perfectly good choice, much like Paramount made when they put on the Cloverfield movie into in, on a Netflix where it's like mm this is not going to do anything for us we might as well just like why delay this and market it again when we could just put it on netflix and like make some money that way because i could i can see this both getting bad reviews which it got and just failing at the box office so it's it's like yeah for a netflix movie cool like you could watch this for essentially free but you know as a theatrical release it's
1: like yeah this would have
0: it would have set you back. <laughs>
1: yeah, as a basher release, I don't think it really would have worked well. It probably would have been a little bit harder on it too, like the, probably the way that that you are with it. Um, but because I because it did come to Netflix, and it's just like yeah, it's it does feel like a Netflix movie, you know. And I, I don't mean that in a diminutive way. It's just more of it just doesn't really have a lot that you would have said. Oh, let's go back and rewatch it um, in a theater, right? I, I do think there. I wanted to hit on this. I do think there is,
0: like, potential here because, you know, the structure of this is, like, it's not, like, a new couple. It's not an old married couple. It's a couple that are—they've literally just broken up. Like, that creates an interesting dynamic, I would think, in a movie. Like, as far as as how you do, like, a romantic comedy adventure type thing, because you've seen this before as far as, like, a couple on the run or a couple in over their heads on something. Mm-hmm. Here's a new dynamic. guys, like these two are breaking up now. Like, what does that look like in the midst of them having forced to be together still, while dealing mm-hmm. with this murder thing and getting into comic scenarios? And it just doesn't do anything with it. Like it's it, like you like you said, it ties itself up very neatly, and it's unfortunate because I right. think there's there's angles you can play with that to make it stand out in some way.
1: Yeah, and it, it's unfortunate just the way that it it transpired. And but ultimately. Mm-hmm. I think you go in it for the people that you like, and then you leave just being like, "Yeah, I still like those people." You know what I mean? Like, I still. Have you like ever, have you ever like walked out of a movie
0: or like, God, not only was that bad, but I do not like them
1: anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm totally against Neil Patrick Harris now, after coming out of uh, Gone Baby or you know, not Gone Baby Gone. Gone Girl. <laughs> God, you know i actually i do have one example of that it's bruce willis honestly but
0: when after good day to die hard oh. where it's just like if you're not even going to treat your the the signature character you play with any kind of respect like why why try and wow bruce, okay i mean it like what once he, once bruce willis done lately honestly like he has a bread too <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> no i hear you i hear you because, glass yeah. right where he was half awake it's like guy doesn't try. He he drowns he, in a puddle. Guy doesn't try. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so it's like that's the one. That's the one. Where I'm like, all right, you know what? I don't like this anymore.
1: <laughs> the
0: effort well, shows. Well, b- b-
1: aside, aside from that example, yeah. you still go into these movies and you're like, I still like these people. <laughs> I was. Anyway. Um, I yeah, was, that's.
0: I was uh real quick. I was reading uh, an oral history of MacGruber this week because it turned ten that's years cool. old. Um, you know. And there's a there's a part where the director, Jorma DeCone of The Lonely Island, he talks about how it's he was talking about, like, the response to the film and how there are dumb, dumb movies and there are smart, dumb movies. And one of I think that one of the difficulties he saw with how the movie was received was that people expected it to be a dumb, dumb movie when it's, in fact, a smart, dumb movie. Mm -hmm. And that's why it has such a rabid fan base, like people that have seen MacGruber. Really like MacGruber, which includes director Christopher Nolan. He's a huge MacGruber fan, um, and he's in that oral history, which is amusing. Um, but and I and I was thinking about that while, while I read that earlier in the day. I was thinking about that while I was watching Lovebirds. Like, this is just dumb, dumb, but it doesn't I, I like hear, yeah, accomplish anything with that. Like, yeah. there are good dumb, dumb movies. This one just doesn't feel like it hits any kind of mark. So,
1: well, I mean, the the part that you brought up that was maybe something that they could have expanded upon is you would brought up relationships kind of crumbling. You don't really see that um, in movies. And the reason why is because there's a part where they're being arrested and the cops behind the glass are just like, I kind of like them together. It's <laughs> like, OK, <laughs> yeah, I guess they've been bickering the whole time, but maybe they should stay together for the kids. I don't know. Um, as far as like the dumb, dumb things, what did Ryan Phillippe pass up to do MacGruber?
0: He didn't pass anything up. He just he people thought he or like his agents or whatever thought that he wouldn't do it. And he's like, fuck yeah, I want to do it. It's like <laughs> I, I mean he was a huge he's a huge SNL fan and a huge MacGruber right. fan. So. Yeah,
1: it's it, there's a lot of good funny things in that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I Gromit to come. He he is right about like there there's dumb dumb movies and there's like dumb smart movies and yeah MacGruber is like a dumb smart movie. But yeah, I mean as far as like uh, as far as lovebirds goes. A few laughs here and there, never really like a deep belly laugh, and then um, kind of just like, well, it is what it is. Like it, again, the, the, it's greatest strength to me is that it is very short. Because while it never really went anywhere, at least it was over fairly quickly. And then the the credits are like five minutes, and for whatever reason, they actually have really good music. Both <laughs> songs at the end of the credits are really good. Okay. There's like a, there's like a there's like a hip hop song, and then there's just like there's just like an instrumental like dance like. Electronic dance beat music song and I was like, these are really good songs. Well, good to know. Yeah, check it out. Yeah,
0: yeah. they like, I. It's not that I'm like trying to be hard on it. It's just more like, if you're, if it's a comedy that's not amusing me, that makes me very frustrated. So, I hear you. Yeah. yeah.
1: And <laughs> honestly, there's not a lot of amusement here because, you know, they they just don't go anywhere. Yeah. Maybe they do go somewhere, but you just don't get the feeling that they're going anywhere. Like mm-hmm. visually, So All right. Well. With all that in mind, when should people stream this movie? Should they stream it right away? Should they put it on the queue? Should they not even bother? I mean, I honestly think that it's one of those that you would... If you're browsing, it's not one that you should really put on your queue, per se. Um, It's just one that if you wanted something on and you were curious about it, yeah, you could check it out because it's on Netflix, and then you could just pause it and come back to it later.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really relies on if you like these people... Then, you know, there's there's a reason you could tune in, I suppose. But there's better things, including other comedies that are out there as well. So I'm just I was sure it yeah. wasn't big. Wasn't big on it. Mm. Yeah. All right. There you go. Well, let's uh, let's move on now. Uh, we get some out now feedback here. Feedback, feedback, feedback. But before feedback. we do that, let me uh, let's see if we can uh, get our our other guest on the line here. Yes, do you Sure. Alright, so now joining us, we have, from one of the best Carolinas, I hear he talks to fish, it's Alan Aguilera. Uh,
2: it is, and it's the best Carolina, North Carolina. Mm.
1: <laughs> are we talking about, like, we're
2: uh, we talking about West Carolina? Yeah, that one too.
1: Ah, okay. No, 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 no
2: I'm more like Middle Carolina, that's good. <laughs> I want there to be a faction of people that are like, we
0: gotta separate from the Carolinas make a West one. We'll <laughs> <Make a laughs> flags and old rallies. Oh, man.
1: That'd be a lot I of should... Carolinas to remember. <laughs>
0: We're doing good. How are you doing, Alan?
1: It's been a, a crazy week with everything going on, but it's, it's good. Indeed. Well, we're glad that you're able to join us, especially with mm-hmm. like uh, this feedback section that we have here. So feedback, hopefully you can feedback, enlighten. Feedback. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hopefully you can enlighten us with some of your uh, great knowledge and also uh, have something to chat with us about. Oh yeah. dear. Well, okay, let's, let's do it. Well, let's, I'm down let's, for it. Okay, well let's
0: get into our feedback here. Yeah. First, first question we have here: favorite film was about innocent people going on the run. Todd out friend of the show, writes, North by Northwest, The Fugitive, and Enemy of the State.
1: Ooh. People going on the run, I mean, like, E.T. is one. <laughs> I, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're running away from the federal government. <laughs> on BMX that,
2: bikes. That's, that's good. Like, um, Oh, that's a good one. The uh, yeah, uh, right is pretty good. I guess the Bourne ultimatum, like the Bourne movies, he's kind of running yeah. away from them for a good chunk of those.
1: Sure. Pam's got to get some sleep.
2: I mean, yeah, like... I mean, I mostly just watch movies where it's like the, they did it and they still run it their way. Like History of <laughs> Violence, he did that thing, but he was running the whole time. It was great.
0: <laughs> when you watch The History of Violence the first time, were you like, "Wait, is this guy bad?" I knew something was up. <laughs>
1: yeah, something had to be up. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't think Ed Harris, Harris just with, got it wrong? You yeah, think it like, exactly. Hmm. You don't get Ed Harris with one eye come into your coffee shop and be like, "Joey." You didn't think you, you, you didn't, there
0: wasn't an instance where you're like, "I wonder if he doesn't think he's the right person." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, that, I, I do think that's part of the, the
0: I do think that's part of the brilliance of that movie where you it's not that you actually doubt the fact that Ed Harris is wrong and it's like not Joey, but you're like but what if it wasn't?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's I mean his son asked that question later when he uh when he has to like run from the the coffee shop to their house on one foot. Mm-hmm. He's like, "But what if you what if what if you were right?" I like, I thought you guys were being attacked. He's like, "No, we're fine." It's like, "What if you were right?" Yeah. Eh, a lot of questions here? That movie rules, by the way. The history of violence is so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. The yeah, the uh the effects or like the costume, the makeup is are, really good. Are yeah. very graphic. <laughs> very graphic, but also very good. I mean yeah. I've never seen a guy break his like cut his jaw and whatever else from a coffee mug, but now I now I know what it looks like. What what's great about the movie is it's ninety minutes.
0: And it's, like, that's so intense. True. Yeah, it's not a long movie. So you can knock uh-huh. that one out so easily and be like, that's so good. And they'd be like, I'm going to go on with the rest of my day now. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> it's like if you have a time, you either watch, you know, History of Violence or 10 Things I Hate About You. You have yeah, that. They're quick movies. They're fine. Exactly.
0: Yeah. There you yeah. go. I feel like I say a lot that's, it's like, it's 80 minutes. You can knock it out real easy, like, as if I don't like long movies. I have no problem with long movies. I can watch long movies all the time. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like really great movies that I can recommend to people that are very short, it seems like that's just easier to recommend as far as mm-hmm. like, it's like, Hey, you got to sit down and watch all of seven samurai right now. It's three and a half hours. You're going to love it. That's a hard thing to do. But if I could say, right. you know what? <laughs> the history of violence is 90 minutes and it's action packed and thrilling. That, that seems like an easy way to sell somebody. Else's movie. <laughs> <laughs> action packed as far as intense stares from Viggo Mortensen. Um
1: Intense there from Vigo Mortensen. Indeed. And then followed up with a hit with a, which whatchamacallit. Oh man, I forgot the I forgot the movie where he's a cop and, and he's also an Easter Oh Eastern Easter promises. promises. Yeah. <laughs> back to back. Have a have a
0: Vigo Morenson. Yeah. That day. movie's only like a hundred minutes and it rules. That movie's <laughs> like that's crazy. one that's one of my favorite movies. Like it's so good. <laughs> that movie's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that was our review of David Cronenberg's vehicle <laughs> movies. We didn't yeah. talk about a dangerous method this week, but, you know, we'll get back to it. Uh, next question we have here. The Lovebirds is set in New Orleans. What are some great comedies where the city plays a major role? Jeff writes Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and Maxwell, friend of the yeah. show, writes The Pelican Brief.
1: The, the Pelican Brief. Was it a comedy? I mean, I guess there were some funny lines in it from Julie okay. Roberts.
0: There's that part where Denzel's like, hey, you know what? And Julie Roberts turns around. She's like, what? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, or there was a part where they say the yeah, name look, of the
1: movie. They're just like. Look that up hey. on YouTube. You can find that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get another good look at you. What do you mean? Your pelican brief. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, well, there's an LA story. LA story?
0: Where does that take place?
1: I think that's uh, San Diego, New
0: Orleans, <laughs> San Diego.
1: <laughs> LA stands for Louisiana, right? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's a Louisiana, <laughs> <Yeah>, Louisiana story. Yeah, <laughs> Louisiana. That's what we call Sandy, it. With, I'm pretty sure that you know, Bad Lieutenant is also a story about Minnesota, right? <laughs> yeah, Port a Call, Minnesota. Port a Call, the fa-
0: <laughs> famous port city <laughs> <Yeah>. in Minnesota.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Chicago and Ferris Bueller. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's a great
2: uh, that's a great answer actually.
0: Uh, My go tos um, tend to be well, Ghostbusters is one of them for New York, but also Coming to America for New York. Oh, that's good. And Men in in Black for New York.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny, like I I think I've mentioned this plenty of times. I have not been to New York, but those feel like movies that really capture the city well. Any other Mm -hmm. cities?
2: Uh, um, Alan couldn't remember it, but then I think he made the it. city in Birdcage. I thought, I didn't know if it was Miami or not. It's Miami, I think
1: it's yeah. Miami, no, it's, yeah, Miami. Okay. it's yeah, for so sure Miami It's Birdcage. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I didn't know if it was I mean, like some other like South Coast or something. Yeah, everybody's great in that movie, by the way. Gene South Hackman. Beach.
1: South Beach, South Beach, Miami. Yeah, there you there go. go. There it is. He didn't make an entree. I would
0: I would say Fargo. It's just only one scene of that movie set in Fargo. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it could be oh, called if it was hangover. called Bra- if it was called Brainerd. Like the oh, no, well, there you go. The Hangover. Yeah. Hangover. Yeah. hangover
1: makes for,
2: for sense. Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Vegas vacation. Mm-hmm. Where's that this set? Atlantic City? No, uh, no. I, I think it's actually in Dallas. It's actually in um. It's actually in Fresno. But and that,
1: and, that and that's the best one, right? The, yeah. the best. The best thing that's ever been sent in Fresno is that one X Files where they have the chuka, Chupacabra. It that's in like, Fresno? Yeah. They they had one episode in the X Files where it's like the aliens are in Fresno. It's like yes, this is the best ever. I, I know that
0: city. I remember the yeah. Chupacabra episode because it, it's one of the scary episodes, but I forgot that it was in Fresno. <laughs>
1: they, they do one investigation in Fresno as part of it. All right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, let's see. There's one more question, but before mm-hmm. we get to because it has to do with our next topic. But So I want to introduce what we're going to talk about next, okay. and then I'll get to the, the other question to hear those responses. Then we'll talk about things. So basically, okay. we're going to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League, as it's officially being called now. Uh, as opposed to the Snyder Cut, although I'll probably still say Snyder Cut interchangeably because that's just easy. That just rolls off the tongue after years of people asking for it. <laughs> to to recap a bit, Justice League came out in 2017. It was not well received by critics. It was underwhelming at the box office. It was the result of a lot of things as far as it was made. Zack Snyder left the movie for reasons, both personal as well as seemingly studio mandated. Uh, Joss Whedon came in. To kind of finish the movie with Snyder's blessing to some degree. Regardless, as I said, movie didn't do well. Things fans were upset about this. They realized it's there is a version of they believe there's a version of this movie that exists called the Snyder Cut. They launched a whole campaign about it. Lots of opinions were had. Lots of bullying proceeded for months. There was also good that came out of it. There was $156,000 raised in suicide prevention. Uh, various charities, but now, after years of rumors, speculation, all kinds of other things, during a live screening of Man of Steel on Vero, uh, Zack Snyder announced that WB is going to let him finish his version of Justice League, giving him around 20 to 30 million dollars uh, to basically complete his cut of the film, which. Kind of proves that there wasn't actually a Snyder cut, just more of like there's a lot of the movie that's there and he still needs to actually finish the movie. There will be no reshoots on said movie, just ADR score reworking. I believe Junkie XL has an actual score because Danny Elfman came in to do the score on the Whedon version. And, you know, more editing and what have you. This is apparently going to be a three and a half hour version as opposed to the two hour version that came out in theaters. It. Don't know if we're sure on this yet, but it may either be the entire movie or presented in a multi episode format. But it's all going to go to HBO Max um, in 2021 sometime. So, before we get to our opinions on all of this, I, I asked the question if any of our listeners had any thoughts or questions they'd like to ask about all of this. And so I'll read some of them here. Jeffrey writes Will it be any better? I did not like Justice League much on its first release, but it has grown on me. It still has plenty of flaws for sure. I'm excited to see this, but everything I read makes it sound like Whedon added most of the best character moments and humor in the first release, and it sounds like Snyder, while expanding the runtime, is going to make the movie much, much more plot-heavy, and I'm not sure that's a good thing. Avassandra writes, Will this actually finish the interminable debate, or will the diehard Snyder fans Find something else to blame in the likely case that the movie is not that good. I hated Batman vs. Superman, but even I'm curious to see it at this point, at least to see the completion of his vision, which I can appreciate in a similar way. In which I appreciated how the Star Wars prequels, as flawed well as they are, at least told a complete story, unlike the Star Wars sequel trilogy that had some excellent individual episodes, but if you look at the overall story, especially the final part, was a mess. Overall, I think this is mostly a pretty smart marketing gimmick for HBO Max. A lot of free publicity and attention for a relatively cheap investment that won't ch- change anything for the future of the DCEU. And I'm curious to see it, but my expectations are pretty low, so hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised. Sorry for the extra long comment. Stay safe, everyone. No need to apologize or happy to read your comment here. And yeah, we will stay safe. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And lastly, this is from George. Does this happen without the pandemic? Did it take a world crisis and $20 million for them to finally finish this? So a lot of thoughts there and some good questions to ask. Let's get right into – let's let's start with George's question. Did it – did this – does this happen because of the pandemic, and did this take a world crisis to make
1: this happen? Uh, I have some thoughts on this, but I've been talking a lot. Abe, any, any thoughts on this? I don't think that it it took a world pandemic and also, you know, extra additional money to do it. I think it just was something that just started as a joke, honestly, of, like, releasing to It built some momentum, and now that they have nothing to do, yes, they have some – Something to work with, but I don't think it was because, like, well, with COVID nineteen, let's try and dig up as many dig up as many things as we can here and, and remake them. It's like I don't know. I don't think it was ever the case. I think it was just more of okay, well, fine, we have nothing else to do. Well, that doesn't that make it because of yeah. the thing though? It does, yeah, but it was. It, it, I think because of the certain time, yes, but I don't think it was specifically like around the like. I, I guess yes, if, if I'm conflating the disease. And The pandemic, but yes, because you have nothing else that's going on, you potentially could have it. I also just think that HBO Max is probably trying to bet big on something, and this is something that they're just like, Well, how can we get a whole bunch of streamers on here and let's do it? Mm-hmm. Alan, what do you think?
2: I think that they were going to do it regardless, it just got pushed up. Um, mm. the cancellations of the cancellation of the friends reunion they were going to do. I think they were going to do like something like that but then that got canceled because of COVID and I think they were already like Snyder and everybody was already kind of like dropping hints that they were going to do something and I think they just rushed it a bit quicker like rushed it in just to kind of get it out of the way. So, I mean, I think it was going to happen no matter what, but I think it just got I think the time the the schedule got pushed up faster.
0: I'm so excited for you know 20 years from now when we're presumably living underground because again the world ended, um, yeah. that when the when the WB documentary comes out that reveals everything that went on leading up to this, because um, it'll have some firm answers. But mm-hmm. I I agree with Alan as far as I'm sure yeah there was always a plan to eventually do this in the same way that like the Richard Donner cut of Superman two yeah. eventually came out, but that was mm-hmm. like 30. 40 years,
2: supposed. <laughs> to... Well, like as The a, Kingdom of a,
0: Heaven director's cut? Yeah, even that came out right, relatively quick. Yeah. Cli- well, but then that, that wasn't yeah. like a case of he was fired. That was just more of well, Ridley Scott yeah. tends to get his director's cuts on all of his movies. He just They come out later. This is more like just the perfect storm of events as far as this is going to happen at some point. Now we have good reason to do it. We can't film anything else. So what else can we do? We can take a movie we've already completed to a point and just get that going. And it will add traffic to our streaming service, which currently has no real buzz besides, hey, look, they have all this content. Okay. Uh, What else do they have? What's new that's Mm -hmm. coming? It's just like it's in the same way that like on the exact opposite end of the spectrum, the uh, Avengers Endgame was the perfect storm of we did all of this. We built all this goodwill up. We did everything we needed. All the audiences are with us. This is like the other side of, well people want this, and we can give it to them, I guess. Like, it's just a weird, like, balance as yeah. far as... It is a like, weird, yeah. <laughs> as far as, it, like, it, it, one it, side did this, like, so incredibly well, and the other side's like, I guess we can do it now. Like,
2: uh, well, isn't that the whole, like, doesn't that summarize, like, all of the DCEU? To a, like, especially
0: to yeah. a to a point, as far as where it was versus where well, it is now, because yeah. it's certainly in a better place now than it was, although I guess some people would debate me on this that are rabbit yeah. rabid for... Snyder cook one. But uh, so yeah, I mean, yes, we won't have a, like a sure answer on why this is happening, but you can kind of see through it a little bit as far as a streaming service is coming from this very large studio. Here's a situation that can be, you know, cashed in on that will both appease a very specific crowd as well as give that streaming service a huge, like ace up their sleeve as, as far as they, you know, subscribers and buzz go. There's going to be plenty of articles and yeah. what hat for the next year. Uh, Leading into all of this, so yeah, I mean, Abe, I don't, I don't disagree with you entirely as far as like, yeah, I mean, did it? What is it like, man? Good thing this happens now we can do this. Right? That's not the case, but it's more like definitely isn't the case. It's more just like. I think Alan has the best read on as far as like it shifted the timeline. Like it it helped in that in that regard.
1: I mean, also Um, everyone's like making their own streaming service these days. Maybe we should make our own, like with you, Alan. We'll just have oh, like down, you know, let's do it. yeah, do let's we'll just create like a seven dollar no dude, not three dollar streaming site.
0: Yeah, the AAA like, streaming service.
1: Ex- exactly, triple. Well, we're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get some legal approval on that. But, well, no, but that's yeah. why we have the in front of it. Oh. <laughs> the AAA towing streaming service. And it, we spell
0: out triple. That's the other part. <laughs> Instead of but three overall. A's, we have triple and
2: A. No, yeah. no, no. It's just called the ah. That's it. <laughs>
0: No, but then we have to worry about Nickelodeon and A ah, Real Monsters.
2: Mm, a lot There's of no stuff. H.
0: That, there you go. We have an exclamation mark, too. Well, yeah, but um, Maxwell's going to be in on it. He's the only one goes by his, his last name, Haddad. So I mean, mm. I know. Mm. it really. It, I, I didn't tell you guys, but he's
1: a fun, fun yeah. name to <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has funded a few other things. I know, right? It. So it's I figured country. this would be a perfect time to finally get that Maxwell money. <laughs> but as, as the streaming sites go... Or Eminem, I mean, as I call it. M&M. Yeah, but they're going to make right? so much money off of subscriptions that, yeah, they can they, they've seen the Netflix model. Netflix has basically proven out that if people subscribe for X amount of dollars, you can basically create a whole bunch of content because you have so much money to work with, so much capital to work with and Disney's doing it. Disney's probably making a killing off of it. You know, Apple Plus is doing it. HBO is going to get in the mix and so, yeah. I, I, Alan, you're probably definitely right about they probably were going to do this anyway It just because of the opportune time. Mm-hmm. Um, and here it is. But they were – they're going to try to make as much money as they can, which is fine, I guess. But still, like, this this just releases other questions of, well, are they serious about, like, the butthole cut for cats? It's like, yeah. I, I think that's more of a joke than the Snyder Cut thing. But still, it's more just, well, what can't we get done as, like no a, ver- as a social group movement?
0: Yeah, but there's no version of, like, Tom Hooper's not going to be like, all right, oh, no. fine, I'm, let's I'm let this go. Totally like, joking about that. Like, I know I you are, speak. but, like
1: – but but, that's,
0: but, the, but you do speak to a bigger point as far as, like, yes, it's more of a benefit to the studio than it is to caving in to fan desires, but at the same time, the optics of this suggest that, like, well, the fans are able to... As far as, the, yes, there were plenty in good faith and just wanting to see a version of something that they're really, you know, a big fan of for as far as a vision goes or what have you, but there is the subset that's, like, we can just keep harassing our way until we get what we want, and I'm just... I'm very... I'm very, I'm very con- see, I know. I'm very concerned about what this could mean in the future. As far as well, there's not a version of this thing we like. So what if we just daily go onto social media and, tr- and troll the studio and all of this until we just finally get the thing that we believe that we want? And it, it, it's very concerning <laughs> to me. Like yeah. look at like look at WB's Twitter account. Like you can see every day leading up to that moment. Every time they tweet something, there's legions of people saying. Yeah, that's cool. What about the Snyder Cut? It's all over, <laughs> everywhere. It's not, it's not hard to find. So it's, I, I, I don't know what to think as far as where this goes. As far as does it embolden more people to get this, to get more stuff that they want, or is it really just down to this exact thing? I,
1: I, I, don't... I hope it doesn't really get into the whole entire. Well, let's, let's give it to the fan service kind of. Let's give in to the fan service because the only people that really do. The only people that I'm really interested about, like director's cuts for, are the ones that still have them, which is like Ridley Scott, James Cameron, uh, maybe some other folks. That I'm just like, yeah, that's a that's a really fine movie, but you I mean don't need. directors, it's, is what you're saying? Yeah, it's got to be directors. Yeah, that, yeah but that I mean,
0: it's not. Enjoy. I know I mean, it's not. It's not about like director's cut. This is a whole different scenario as yes. far as no, I hear you. It's it's, because it's, because the director's cut. That's just like all right, like either. You know, the studio demanded it be a certain rung time or something, and so that's what came out theatrically, and then later on, on a Blu-ray, you can get another version of it. Like, that's common. Like, this is more
1: of—the director was literally fired off of the movie. Like, that's what it comes down to. Right, and And if they're going to give him the chance to redo it without, you know, a whole bunch of reshoots—well, you said no reshoots, which is surprising— but yeah, because they're not going to be like,
0: let's get Henry Cavill and Ben
1: Affleck to come back into the studio during yeah. this pandemic to finish a movie they made five years ago. Well, I also <laughs> need you guys to work out for the next five at, for the next five months as well. And then we're going to shoot you for like 10 days. And thanks for your service. Yeah, um, like,
0: That's not going to happen. <laughs> I, yeah, especially happen. not for Ben.
1: He's got other things on his plate. <laughs>
0: yeah. Watch uh, like Ben Affleck describe like with his his. What is it? Like one of those videos of like Ben Affleck goes over his signature roles and he talks about they get to Batman Superman and Justice League, and he talks about like yeah that was a really tricky scenario and you know especially Batman Superman I had a lot of fun with that. He does not mention Justice League whatsoever. Like you can tell he just like I don't
1: need <laughs> I don't want to talk about that one. Like that's probably is- he's probably mad that I mean this the, speaking of Ben Affleck, what if they're just like you know what forget Matt Reeves and his Batman, let's show us the Ben Affleck Batman that you no,
0: want. That, to That's the kind of thing I'm talking about as far as there was a plan to do yes. it this way. So like our fans gonna be like. Who cares? Like, get rid of Matt Reeves. Let's see, release the script for
1: the Ben Affleck Batman. Right, right. And, like, is that, does that become a thing forever? <laughs> Where's
2: Deathstroke? Yeah.
1: With Deathstroke, right. <laughs> but, like, you know, I hope not, because there's so many things, there's so many moving parts pre-a-movie's production, and then even during it, you know, this is this is a difficult production. I mean, I think people were, were jokingly uh, saying release, like, the Brave cut, like, the Disney Brave, uh, the original director's cut, and I was uh-huh. like, this is getting out of hand. And also, if you really want to go, like, super down the rabbit holes, it's like, okay, then make... Or then if we got enough signatures and enough money, would uh, Fukunaga make his original It cut? You know? Like, nobody... <laughs> well, who why not cares? The
2: Miller and Lord solo cut. Exactly. Yeah, like, right? It's, it's just
1: done already, you know? Like, we can't have things retroactively done, because you can make him as a fan thing, like, the way that... Uh, what's it we call it? Um, Thomas Jane made his, like, Two minute or ten minute Punisher, Punisher movie? movie. Yeah, Dirty Laundry. Yeah, that's yeah. like fine, but you know you can't just like ask a studio to be like, hey, we didn't like this because of fandom, and then we want you to to do it again. What if you're gonna? What if you watch it? And it's like it's still a piece of shit. You know, that's like what people are also, they also will
0: never thinking about. Well, that's the, that's the other that's thing. That's the right? other thing we're gonna talk about in a
1: minute. It's gonna it's gonna come out,
0: and people are gonna watch it, and it's gonna be what it is. Is it gonna be good or bad? Whatever the the ones demanding this there's no way that they're ever going to be like well that actually wasn't that good like that's never no going to regardless if it is good or not i don't i'd have no like weight in this like if it's good great awesome good. i'm happy that it's good. if i think it's that good if it's bad okay it's bad like it, it's not going to affect me personally it's like it's a movie like we're going to watch it anyway so but it's like fine. but the the ones that have been rallying for this for for years at this point there's no like there's no point where they're gonna be like well, that wasn't worth it. It's gonna, no matter what, be the best thing they've ever seen. Like, so, it, which is that's still troubling to me, as far as like, yeah. th- there's no, there's no win is in that regard. Beyond the fact that they just got what they wanted, it's like that's just spoiling you. Like that's mm-hmm. just, there's no, no lesson is learned here. Like the best thing I that could, that happened out of this is like what I mentioned earlier is the fact that they the group did raise money for suicide prevention. Like that's a good, there's a good cause that came out of this. Sure. I so can understand, and I I I would presume. The ones that aren't, you know, spending their time on social media harassing everybody all day about, like, you know, this thing that needs to happen. There are people that I made friends with each other, can relate with things. Like, there are are positive things that came out of this, I'm sure. But as far as the the movie itself, like, it seems so negligible in all of this, as far as actually seeing this movie. Like, it's not going to change where the movies go from here, because there's already a new direction for the DC universe, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: they're not going to bring back Affleck when they're already doing the patents and yeah, not, it's just, it's weird. It's just weird.
1: It, it's a weird yeah. scenario. Like, it's, do you remember in, um, is it, I think it's Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, where in the beginning Batman's gone away? Or is it Dark Knight Rises? Well, Rises, yeah. And yes. you get a whole bunch of, like, those, like, schlubby Batman. That's where we well, no, okay, get. Well, no, okay, no, that's, okay, Dark, you're talking Dark, about Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Dark Knight. That's, uh, there's, you're to get copy,
0: that there's copycats around as well. All these Batman's copycats are
1: just yeah. like, well, how oh, come you get to wear the mask? Like, I don't wear hockey pads. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, guys, what you're gonna get is a whole bunch of like shitty movies that are made because they have they're you're gonna use their own capital. Like these movie producers are gonna use their own capital and put up like fifty or five hundred thousand dollars versus like a fifty million dollar budget. You know what are we doing here? At what point is it is it just too much giving in to fan service. So, I mean, let me
0: ask this question. I agree. Question. Let me in let me ask, let me yeah. let me ask this question because I didn't get to it, which I probably
1: should sure. have earlier. Do you are you interested in this movie? I'm mean... not necessarily no. I think I think Alan said it best, which is I'm probably gonna end up watching it because it's something to watch, and we watch movies here on this podcast. But what? What? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> but uh, am I am I excited to see it? Not necessarily, right? How are no. you guys feeling about it? Alan, where were you
0: on Justice? I forget what you what you what you think of Justice
2: League. Were you a fan? Oh, of it was poor shit, but whatever. <laughs> okay. You know, like I watched it, I was like, wow, this is bad. I mean, I would have left if I, I mean, it just wasn't good. None of it was good. Mm-hmm. I liked like the like the moments that they had together were fine, but it felt you could feel how rushed it was. I understand the idea of you know what? I love these characters and Justice League deserves a better movie, and I think the way they people latched onto that was well, Scott Snyder was fired, and obviously he's our god so he must have made a good movie so I think that's the way of that was their way of saying that this was bad and we were not happy so I'm going to find a way um, their output was we'll release the center cut because obviously he's going to make a good movie but if you look at the history he, he's not going to make a good movie guys. but I, I don't know like I'm going to watch it because why not but I'm also not like I, I wish that I gave a shit about a movie as much as these guys did <laughs> I really like I'm you wish that I'm you paid
0: for an airplane to fly over Comic-Con with the banner that says release the Snyder Cut.
2: Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I wish like it'd be mine. Like Desperado is a good movie. That would be my banner. Like I they're already made. It's fine. It's good. Like, I just don't understand. I, I wish. Right. I wish I gave as much heart as certain people did. I, I just don't like when it comes out, whenever it does, I'll put away some time and watch it. But I'm not right. like eager to watch. Anyway, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. I'm more eager to watch the Matt Reeves Batman movie than I am the Snyder Cut.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, this is more like a a sigh of relief is what I feel as far as this happening. Like, it's it's like, okay, it's here and I'm watching it now and it's out of, like, my system. Like, I've not not cared that much about this beyond the fact that, yes, there's some version of this that was taken away and reconfigured, so, like, great if it comes out then it it's out now and we cannot deal with it anymore and i guess that's what i want to see i want to see like what is this end product so we can just move on with our lives yeah justice league was a movie i mean it it was was it though it it was thoroughly average at best but even then it's like this is a justice league movie like this should this should be something Mm -hmm. huge right not like this weird two-hour thing that feels at odds of itself
1: so it's such a strange scenario to begin with. Yeah. So, and I do want to just add also that, uh-huh. you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into these things because they're such huge fiscal endeavors. You know what I mean? Like it's not as though Warner brothers and legendary films is like, Hey, you know what? I don't like this. Zach guy we've already started. We've already started like filming like what he filmed, like what four hours already of, of film worth of movies. And he, he just needed to like scrub it all down. They don't, Take the, 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 they don't make these changes lightly. You know what I mean? Like, the example I also think about is like Back to the Future. It just didn't work with Eric Stoltz, right? Mm-hmm. And so they decided we need to take this guy out. We shot with him for X number of weeks. Five it just weeks. doesn't work. The comedic timing doesn't work. So let's get the guy who we wanted to get in there. And again, it worked out for Back to the Future, but these movie studios aren't doing things like on a whim. You know, like we all know the solo story too. Just the actor. I don't know who it was. People said that it was... Uh, um What's-his-face? I was going to say Ansel Elgort, but it's oh, not... I, it oh, it. yes, thank you. Where it's like, hey, this script doesn't make any sense because they just want me to ad-lib it. and Kathleen Kennedy was like, that's not how we want the movie. And whatever the case is, but these, move, these moves are not taken lightly, and, and I would just kind of caution everybody and and ask you not to be so cavalier about, like, you know, what we want is right, you know what I mean? Like, from a fan side of things, because otherwise what are we doing? Like, we can't drive the bus. You know, we're, we're passengers on the bus. I don't know how to like make a movie. So why would I ever say like, well, I should have, you guys should totally remake Schindler's list. Cause it wasn't authentic at all. It's like, what do I know? You know what I mean? I completely agree with the idea that people
0: in general, you have no idea how deep the yeah. filmmaking process goes, what kind of decisions are being made, how difficult it is to make certain decisions and the amount of people that's involved just to get a movie out, let alone a giant mm-hmm. tentpole movie featuring the justice league. Like, yeah, mm-hmm these are ridiculous scenarios that very few people will ever have to have their hands on <laughs> at the same time. It's like, I I can understand where like the apprehension comes from as far as seeing the final product for a movie like this in a time like this, where these are the kinds of movies that are huge everywhere. And you have this one that should be one of like the mother of all superhero movies, as far as a live action adventure goes with a you know, a, a set of key characters and you get this thing that just kind of feels weird and disjointed. Like it, you know, it's like, how did how did this come out of all of this? How how does how does studio say this is the way to go? Which I've always questioned when they brought in Joss Whedon, because I'm thinking Joss Whedon's like the direct opposite of Zack Snyder. Like, how is that the, the best choice sure. to replace this person? Like, where's like the where's what's his name like uh neuro Moret who did um the 300 follow up like that would make sense to me. If they mm-hmm. got the guy that directed the the sequel to 300 to finish Justice like. I get that. That yeah, guy did a great guy. job aping Zack Snyder, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what was he doing? <laughs> but Joss Sweet, it's like, this guy has the exact opposite sensibilities. So, like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't not get, I, I have empathy, I guess, for the fans of this thing that were like, sure. there's a very specific kind of mm-hmm. vision that these movies had, for better or worse. And you decided to take that away and turn it into something that's very much against every, a lot of what worked. Mm-hmm. So like, I get where that comes from. I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't justify the, and this speaks to a small select group, but it doesn't justify the, you know, years of harassment and trolling and being a general jerk about things. Like that's a whole different story. That's unfortunate for a lot of reasons and sure. really parallels modern reality. It's like, as far as how that leads into seeing this final product, Again, like, do I care that much? No. But, like, will it be interesting to see a a Zack Snyder film that follows the path that Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman laid out in in front of it? Like, I guess, right? (laughs) Like, I I I, I suppose, like, seeing whatever that full vision was supposed to be be completed, that should make some level of sense, I would hope. So it's... I guess we're we'll just trying to think of like what 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 are we expecting from this beyond like beyond our anticipation of it? Like should we should we be expecting like a good movie? Alan, it sounds like you're saying no because you you weren't a fan of the other two, right? If I'm not mistaken.
2: No, I mean Man of Steel was like the best one he did, I think, out of the DC stuff. And then Batman vs. Superman just wasn't good. And then Justice League, I mean, I don't know. I hope it's better than what we got in the theater. I really hope it's good and that these people will just shut up about it. But also, if it's good, <laughs> like legit, if it's like legit good, then those type of people will just move on to something else. And say, well, it worked with the Snyder Cut, and our voices were heard, and it was better than what we got. Oof. So that's like another kind of Catch-22, Slip Your Slope thing. Like, right. oh, they remade it. Now it's better. Well, let's just go back and remake all these other movies, because what's next? Redoing so what Episode 9? Well, yeah. Yeah. But even then, like, I liked Suicide Squad better than Justice League. I found it more memorable. I, I can't agree at all. <laughs> it's fine. you <laughs> think, I didn't like either one of them. So Right, right. But also, Suicide Squad, I found it more memorable because even it was bad. But I was like, oh, wow, this is bad. Yeah, but Big is in it. But yeah, Big Willie style. We, we dressed up like a pip randomly in one scene. It was great. You have a terrible soundtrack. You have Carlos. <laughs> that, that, that
0: Will Smith scene is actually the best scene in that movie. But still, I yeah. mean, like it's, that movie's still a garbage fire. Oh, yeah. Which was, was also Justice a weird League. situation of we're just taking this movie from David Ayer and saying, well, the trailer guys made a good trailer. Let's see if they can edit a great movie out of this. They made an
2: excellent trailer.
0: Yeah, and then they and then they edited together a movie and realized we should stick to trailers.
2: Like, that was yeah. the result of that. Well, here's the thing. Suicide <laughs> Squad is, garbage, is a garbage fire. Yes, it is. Justice yes. League is just garbage. What's more interesting to watch? I, that's that's, that's an interesting well, point. Well,
0: I've okay. seen Justice League twice, and I regret seeing Suicide Squad. So, I mean, that's where uh-huh. I stand on it.
2: Uh, my man, all right.
1: <laughs> well, anyway.
2: Yeah. That's it's a that, more, Justice, yes. Justice
0: League is not a great movie to watch in bits on HBO, by the way. Like it, there was that period where it was just on HBO for like three months after it debuted. I was like, oh, this is on again. <laughs> it's <laughs> this weird like morbid. Character. It was the same with Suicide Squad, by the way, too. It's like that was more like I'm immediately changing the channel. Where Justice League, I'm like, well, I got like 10 minutes. What what is what's going on here? Mm-hmm. No, no.
2: Who's this Russo family? What is happening? <laughs> Why is everything red now? Like, what is, who decided this? Well, you know, just that's just like in general, like when they when uh, Snyder exited and they brought in Joss Whedon, it's like, oh, well, you did Avengers, right? You can fix this. And Joss Whedon, liking money, said, yeah, I can. And it just didn't didn't work out. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, you
2: know, you do some know. crazy things for money. I mean, I have low expectations for the movie or the cut, but
1: three and a half hours. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I don't mind that. That's fine. I like long movies. It's not a big deal.
0: I I get it. (laughs) It's just like... That's a lot of movie, movie. right? That's a lot of of comic book movie.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, based off of characters who were just meeting for the first time in this movie. (laughs) So I guess it makes sense that it's three and a half hours, but still. (sighs) Mm. Anyway, they won. They're getting getting their movie. In 2021, HBO definitely wins, because... Everybody subscribing to HBO Max. I'm curious. I'm curious if it will go to a theater in some form. Oof. I don't know. So we got a year. We got a year out from when this will actually like come about. I can't. I mean, assuming theater is open to some regular capacity, I can't imagine them being like, "Let's only ever play this on digital, right?" There'd have to be some kind of event where they're like, "You guys can see the Snyder cut of Justice League one, two nights only."
2: Oh God, I would not want to go to that screening. Oh yeah, it'd be as a as a fandango special event. As a fandango, yeah. A fan dang, yeah. Oh, I'm not, we're not going to see that many Inflation shirts in the same building for a long time. So going to be crazy.
0: <laughs> Watch the all-day marathon of Man of Steel, <laughs> Batman v Superman, the director, the extended cut, and sponsored then, by
2: Monster.
1: And then Zack Snyder's Justice League in sponsored theaters, sponsored by Monster.
2: <laughs> yeah, disgusting.
1: Uh, need a boost? Grab a Monster.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyway, we. we have a lot of thoughts about Justice League. I've tried to say some nice
0: things. I want to hear you guys say some nice things about this.
1: (laughs) Um, Alan has said it. He said that he enjoyed... uh, He's going to go watch it.
2: (laughs) I'll I'll find a way to consume the content. I I just... I don't know. I just don't... I have low expectations, but I'm going to participate in the conversation when it comes out. And by that, I mean I'll probably just text Aaron like, hey, that wasn't very good. (laughs) 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 And I
1: largely have zero expectations. Yeah. So if it's good, then it's good. If it's bad, it's just like, okay, cool. You know, like I'm going to, I'm willing to see it. And I like that everyone is able to come aboard together. Like what you said, Aaron? And put <laughs> their hive mind together and say, let's try and get this done. But still, you know, what a weird, what a weird movie to choose. It's,
0: it has to be one of the weirdest situations like this because I can't think of anything that's exactly like this. There's, I've mentioned some like things, but like in terms of this specific scenario, it's wild to me. Yeah, because of events happening in the world, the fact that social media is so prevalent, and how aware people are of everything that happens inside the industry to some degree, it just—it's this like weird scenario where it's like, okay, this is actually going to be a thing now. (laughs) We're going to see a result of this, and I just hope it doesn't set some kind of horrible precedent. but
1: that, that's the biggest thing is is the precedent. You know, we talked about this as a, like part of our Netflix, as our Academy Awards, what's going to happen this year, and as mm-hmm. streaming becomes a little more prevalent, we don't know what what kind of worms is might open. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right, Alan, if you see it and you're like, you know, it wasn't worth it, okay, just I'll, I probably won't check it out right away. Uh,
2: I mean, I probably won't either. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you think a ton of people canceled their Vero accounts now that Zack Snyder said he's going to do this, and now they don't need to follow him on Vero anymore and constantly check in on if there's going to be a Snyder cut?
1: Yeah, they probably they probably forgot to, and then they're just going to get charged like twelve dollars every month for. It's yeah, Vero's director. free. Vero's it's like Instagram or whatever. Like it's, it's you
0: don't have to pay to be honest. Mm-hmm. Somebody's
1: going to make some. Existed, so. Yeah. So, somebody's going to make some. Oh
0: more. yeah. Most don't know it exists until yeah. Zack Snyder's like, guys, look at this image I have of Cyborg in my version of the movie. <laughs> oh
1: cool. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, with all of that said, I think yeah. that's, that's going to wrap it up for, oh, our, indeed. for our episode this week. Yeah, that, that's that's all we got. You can find more of my at my personal blog thecodizik dot Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing at Wheel of Entertainment and Why so Blue. I should have some reviews coming up on both of those fairly soon. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4.
1: Abe, find more friends up over my Instagram Abe.Mua, dot and Twitter dot com slash Walrus Moose
2: hashtag Where's the Beef? Yum.
1: Alan Aguilera, where can people find more of you?
2: Uh, you can go to my Instagram, which is Aldo rain, A-L-D-O-R-A-Y-N-E. And um, yeah, that's about it. My Twitter is almost like, I just, I just like tweets randomly. <laughs> so um, <laughs> if it ever starts popping up again, I'll start, I just, you know, it's, times are hard. Times are weird right now. I don't have time other than to post pictures of like me. It's great. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, next year, I look forward to when you're live-tweeting Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'll, 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 do, it. I'll straight up do it. I'll straight-up do it. We should, play, we should like, plan that we... now, guys, actually. We should oh, plan yeah. to do a live-tweet with Zack Snyder's <laughs> <laughs> Justice League. Yeah, I'll do it. We'll on figure it Sunday, out. Sunday, I'll do it, for let's, sure. Uh, <laughs> let, let's, let's set a reminder. I'll get, hold on, where's my phone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> give me give me two seconds. one one thousand. Two two-one-thousand. Set a reminder to live-tweet
0: Justice League in June 2021.
2: Did they Reminder said. What that the announcement for it? Are they doing it in June? Oh, I nice. guess so. All right. <laughs> We've got it.
1: Now we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see if that holds true. It's, it's I, in the
2: yeah.
0: books. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, you can find all the other episodes about Now in today on iTunes, Audio Boom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic, or HHWLOD. Feel free to email us your thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League or anything else we talked about today at
1: outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Or send us your rewrite of The Lovebirds and we'll remake that movie. Uh, you can t- send to us to over at twitter.com slash podcast or twitter.com slash I know underscore podcast.
0: And follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash I underscore podcast as well. And again, like and subscribe to our show and feel free to give us a rating or review on iTunes.
2: Uh, Alan, thank you
0: for joining us for the second time. Thank here. you, Alan. Thank
2: you. Thank you for having me.
0: For sure. As and um, let's see. We'll talk about what's going to go on next week, but until next time, so long.
2: And goodbye.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Let me close Let's Tom Welling's this. Wikipedia page. And... No, at least you should leave it up. Or we're we're gonna make reference. Yeah, I do. We're know. gonna make references to it. Hey guys. Wait, well, you're here.
2: What? You're here? <laughs> yeah. 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 We, I we, just walked in the door.
1: We so haven't I even started. Oh, we haven't even started.
2: <laughs> oh. Okay. We, we I mean, got caught up you talking you about Tom Welling.
1: Thirty minutes if you want, because we we're, were talking about like the lovebirds first.
2: Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, you do whatever you like.
1: Um, Aaron, what do you think? I mean, I feel like Aaron, like you could just hang out for like, we'll tag you in in thirty minutes. But what are you thinking, Aaron? It's up to Alan.
0: You, you just if you just walk in the door, if you want to just chill for a bit, like
1: you know, go for it, man.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just tag me in when you're ready okay. for me. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds, Sounds good. good.
1: We'll do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Thanks, Alan. was weird. Okay.
2: All right.
1: Thanks. Okay. Well, now, now we are. Uh, we know Alan's home. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right
0: let's do this i'm glad i have that in the recording (laughs) i'm gonna see if i can make that into a blooper that's fine (laughs) all right